listening to The Journey with your host, Dr. Monica Y. Jackson, Ph.D., on the CWR Network. Have you ever had a vision of where you want it to be? Of course you have. We all have. Some of us realize our vision and some of us do not. Rarely do we stop to think about the journey and we may find ourselves in painful dark places. I don't know about you, but I am so tired of people dying on me. I'm tired of people undergoing medical treatment and not getting better. I'm tired of people being wounded by the church, community, and society. I'm tired of people turning a blind eye, condoning wrongdoing, and failing to think for themselves. The journey is real talk, real issues, real people in the real world. Welcome to The Journey. I am your host, Dr. Monica. May you eat and live healthily after the journey. Today's topic is red toxins and stressors, cookware, gadgets, and people. Our special guest is Mrs. Lisa Fiore, the Executive Director of Lifestyle Quisarica. Welcome back to the journey, Lisa. Toxins come in many forms, things and people. You know, I am a very outspoken person. I am a no-nonsense person. And I am a woman of great discernment and wisdom, as well as faith. However, I also believe in dealing with reality and the truth because the truth will set you free. Recently, I was on Facebook listening to or watching a video about energy and the energy around us and how we are responsible for the energy that we allow in our space. So that means that we have some control over our space. Now, I have been criticized for controlling my space, even put down for the choices in ridding certain people from my life. Now, it doesn't mean that those people are totally or permanently excluded. However, it does mean that as long as those people invade my space in a negative way and bring negative energy, they're not welcome in my space. And that's how we have to look at toxins. We have to rid them and keep them at bay and take control. And that's why I have invited our very special guest today. So Lisa, can you explain your credentials to our audience that have provided you with a wealth of knowledge and experience to help us rid the toxins in our life. Thank you, Monica. Um, You know, basically, um, in the field that I'm in, um, revolves around nutrition. And so um, my background is in understanding the physiological or metabolic um, impact that nutrition has on on the body's physiological or medical um, metabolic processes. So we, we look at how good nutrition feeds the body at a cellular level versus feeding the belly to grow. And we also look at when you have processed foods or industrialized foods or chemicals that enter the body, how that um, retards and impacts the optimal functioning physiologically of the body. And thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned that we are feed, we should be feeding the body from the cellular level and not just, you know, the fat in our bellies. Give us a little bit more insight on that as far as what does that mean to our audience? Well, as an example, um, if you put in one hand an apple, 
that apple is full of minerals, nutrients, and enzymes that can break that down so the body can absorb what it needs and discard what it doesn't need. It's a complete whole food. On the other hand, if you put in something like a uh, a fast food burger that's full of chemicals and um, processed heat and things, it doesn't have an the body cannot break it down. It's not a complete food that has all those minerals, nutrients, and enzymes to break it down. So when the body can't break it down and use it. Um, it's also difficult to discard what it doesn't need. And over time, those things begin to accumulate in the colon, and if not handled, potentially can begin to putrefy and leak into the bloodstream. And since the blood feeds everything in the body, all the organs, the nerves, and the brain, you don't want to be feeding it putrefied fecal matter that the body could not utilize and could not digest and discard as well. So... um, that's the difference. And what happens then is people, for example, that have weight issues, often one of the common denominators is they're starving to death inside because they're not eating good nutrients. So the body is sending them a signal, eat. But if they're not eating the right foods, they just eat more fast food and junk food, the belly will grow. But they're still starving to death inside, so the body says eat more. And they keep eating more, but the wrong things, and the belly keeps growing and growing. So that's the difference. When you eat the right foods, you're satiated, you're feeding the organs and nerves and brain that need to function on your behalf, and you you will tend not to overeat. When you eat the wrong foods, you will tend to overeat because you're actually starving to death inside. Wow. You know, thank you for sharing that, Lisa, Um, you know, you know, one of the things I, I definitely want to touch on, you mentioned chemicals in and starving the body. And, you know, we go to these fast food places or some people go to fast food places, but and that's because of our busy lifestyles. And I just want to touch on and let our audience know that busyness is a form of toxins because that stresses our bodies, and it's so important to gain control over our bodies. And, yes, we all have busy lifestyles. However, if you're not feeding your body properly, you won't have a lifestyle in the first place. So I just admonish our audience to slow down and be less busy and take care of the the temple, your body. So Lisa, can you just tell us some of what are some of the common toxins that we should consider? Well, I'll first break it down into four major categories and then and then we'll focus on some of the key things people might not be aware of that they're exposed to. But there's four major things that impact the, the human body. They're chemical, which can be good nutrients, or it could be chemicals such as man-made chemicals in a laboratory that have toxic effects or man-made pharmaceutical drugs or things like that that have side effects on the body. That's not health can also be physical toxins, um, overexertion, physical stress from traffic and things of that nature. It can be emotional stress, which by far we see is often one of the biggest ones. And then environmental, which may be something like the Wi-Fi that we're all attached to on our cell phones and things like that. It, there's an electromagnetic frequency that's let off that is artificially made versus naturally occurring, and it does long-term have an impact on the body as well. So those are the four major um, categories. And then, um, you know, in the real world, we often don't 
realize that things we do on a daily basis are um, slowly accumulating in our cells, tissues, and organs, and that if we don't pay attention and begin to help them get out of the body, that at some point when the overload gets too much, we'll begin to develop symptoms of disease. And so these are the things, you know, I thought we could talk about today. And these chemicals can be ingested, meaning you can eat them or swallow them or or drink them. They can be inhaled and they can be absorbed through the skin. So um, a lot of the ones that get absorbed through the skin or through medications we take, we think are helping us and they're not. And, you know, before I go forward, do you have any questions or would you like me to go ahead and, you know, begin to talk about some of those um, chemicals um, we're exposed to? What I, what I really would like, you know, to you to focus on right now is some of the common cookware and the gadgets that we use in our kitchens and how they are toxins. So if you could just share some of those with our audience, because I know that I have stopped using certain cookwares and gadgets because of their toxicity. So if you could just share that with our audience, that would be helpful. Sure. Um, A lot of the the cookware um, might be aluminum, which is a neurotoxin to the brain. Um, And not only may it be the cookware, it could be in that tin foil you're using to put over your food to keep the heat in. Um, what we do encourage is you don't use aluminum pans and you don't use aluminum foil, or if you do choose to use aluminum foil, um, it creates a, a steam and then that heats up the foil and it begins to drip some of that aluminum into the food. So at least put um, some parchment paper underneath it to minimize you know, the impact. Um, other things would be like those Teflon nonstick pans, uh, cast iron. So you're either getting man-made chemicals in the cookware, you know, and they vary according to which products you buy, um, or you're getting uh, heavy metals from the cast iron, and all of these do have a toxicity on the body. So from a cookware standpoint, the most optimal ones that, you know, we know of today are um, a high-grade ceramic a cookware or a high-grade, almost like a surgical-grade, um, high-tensile steel. And if the audience is unsure of this, you can do a little home test. You can get baking soda that does not have aluminum and purified water without chemicals and make a little paste and put it on the pan and the stove and heat it up. And if you do that with an aluminum pan, um, a Teflon pan, a cast-iron pan, even a pan with a copper bottom, and then you do it with a high-grade stainless steel and then taste it, you're going to um, be able to discern the difference just by the taste. You'll realize that you're tasting that in the baking soda, and that's what's getting into your food, and that's what you're eating. Um, The other thing is outside of cookware would be how you store your food, and we like to suggest that you store things in glass. A lot of people store things in plastic, and there's a variety of chemicals used in plastics that um, can leach into the food and, um, you know, cause, cause issues as well. Lisa, a quick question. When you talk about plastic, what about BPA-free plastic? Um, the problem is they've often replaced the plastic with another chemical that's um, equally as 
damaging. So, um, and even today with all the the BPA free um, products out there, um, recent tests have shown that 93% of Americans have BPA in their their bodies. And it's because not only would it be in like plastic bottles that water comes in, those thermal uh, cash register receipts that you touch at grocery stores and coffee and juice bars and in airports and things um, have BPA. Some of the linings in canned goods still have BPA. Um, or labels that um, are marked with number seven. I mean, even shower liners, some of the shower liners have BPA. So they come in all sorts of places outside of the kitchen that we're not even aware of, and we're just touching it. And because the skin is the largest organ on the body, whatever we touch, we are at some level absorbing. And so, you know, those are things to be aware of. Um, And then outside of, you know, these chemicals in the cookware, some of the biggest uh, chemicals are what we call endocrine disrupting chemicals and the endocrine cycle is your your adrenal gland your thyroid gland and then your sex hormone and once one goes south then it goes to the next and it becomes really really critical um, when this gets disrupted that people start paying attention Um, a lot of it comes from the water my son actually um was a recent college graduate from a Fort Lewis college um, in environmental and sustainable studies. And they monitored four of the rivers in Colorado for a couple of years. And that they found a variety of chemicals leaching from the soil into the waterways. Um, but some of the biggest offenders that were disrupting the endocrine cycle were pesticides and also um, psychotropic drugs used for depression and anxiety and things like that because when people take these drugs and then they use the bathroom, the city water systems are not filtering the residue from the pharmaceutical drugs out, and they ultimately work their way into the water systems. What was happening is the fish um, were becoming what we call intersex fish, and they were finding the ovaries from the female fish embedded into the testes of the male fish. So now they had traits of both fish. And it's not isolated to Colorado, where they monitored these rivers. All the river, most of the rivers in the U.S., the Mississippi, the Chesapeake Bay, Bay, and, and waterways um, across the U.S. and around the world, all at some level, um, are having these problems from endocrine-disrupting chemicals. And so. Um, I think back in the 90s, National Geographic had done an article about endocrine-disrupting chemicals back then and had identified more than 200 species of animals and birds that were having hormonal impact. Um, It's gotten worse. We have more chemicals today that are being dumped and that are accumulating in the environment and that we're all exposed to. So we know there's an impact on humans as well. and it's one of these social issues and environmental issues that we kind of sometimes turn an eye to, but it's a big thing. You know, some research shows that uh, perhaps only, I mean, it depends whose literature you read, but perhaps only 3 to 5% of the world waterways are completely pure anymore. Now, it doesn't mean th- those waters aren't clean enough to drink. Some are um, worse than others, but what it does say is we don't have 
the pristine waterways of the world um, left. They're getting, you know, dirtier and dirtier as more and more chemicals are, are dumped into the environment in a variety of ways. And Lisa, let me interrupt you just for a moment. Um, we're talking about all these different toxins in our environment and how it's impacting, you know, uh, our health. Can, give us specifically some examples of how these toxins are impacting our body. Well, what happens is the lure is you might be able to eat a processed uh, hamburger or you might be able to use personal care products like uh, with a shampoo or something that has some toxic chemicals in it for a while because you don't get instantly sick. What begins to happen, the combination of all those chemicals over time, the body can't digest and use and they begin to accumulate in your tissues, in your organs, in your brain. And if we don't periodically clean the body and work with the body, um, the body can become overloaded. And we may not notice it until the overload's so high we start seeing symptoms. The symptoms then are the clue you need to do something. And it could be a variety of things. It could be in some people, um, tumors and lesions and nodules growing. It could be elevated blood pressures and diabetes and um, it could be digestive issues or um, issues with mood. Um, it impacts different people in different ways. But those symptoms then really are pointing to a similar problem, systemic toxicity that's happened over time, days, weeks, months, and years, nutrient deficiencies because the body's not getting what it needs. And then the result is the immune system goes down, um, uh, your your good bacteria begin to get depleted, um, and uh, you know sometimes inflammatory responses in the body, which are the precursors to modern day diseases. So those are the common denominators. And so you got to go tackle the root problem. You have to clean the body out, refeed the body, and start to bolster it back up again. Not give it more things that will bring it down further. Yes, and we're going to take a, just a quick break. And uh, we'll be right back after this quick announcement. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me, whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to The Journey with your host, Dr. Monica Y. Jackson, Ph.D., on the CWR Network. This is Dr. Monica. We are returning back from our break, and we're here with Mrs. Lisa Fiore, and we are talking about red toxins and stressors, cookware and gadgets and people. And I just want to recap some of the things that Lisa stated. The first thing is many of us use aluminum foil, and as she mentioned, they as they steam and heat up, they start to release toxins. And if you choose to use 
aluminum foil to use parchment paper between your food and the aluminum foil to reduce the effects. Then second of all, many of us use cast iron skillets and Teflon skillets and all of those release toxins. And I know one of my favorite restaurants uses cast iron and we grew up using cast iron. And you can actually taste that. And Lisa mentioned to uh, do a test with baking soda and purified water, of course, baking soda without aluminum, heat it up, and then you can taste those chemicals. So I, I just hope that our audience are picking up these tips. And then also she mentioned about that we should store our food in glass, get rid of the plastics, including those that are saying BPA-free, because many of those have been replaced with something that's equally toxic. So we're going to just continue our discussion with Lisa. And Lisa, what can we do to minimize or rid toxins in our life? Well, a couple of, you know, little tips in the home in addition to, you know, what we talked about earlier are um, you can consider getting water filters. Um, we know you can't filter every chemical out, but some of the biggest offenders can be chlorine and fluoride, um, which is fluoride, which is a neurotoxin. So at the very least, you know, try to find a water filter that can get these chemicals out. Um, there's a number of products on the, the market, so you just have to do your research um, other things you can do is um, a lot of people don't realize it, but their furniture and mattresses that they're utilizing um, have fire retardants. And so um, these uh, fire retardants are extremely detrimental to, to our health and especially to young children and um, things of that nature. So often carpets have it, so you can consider other types of flooring, um, there are options for mattresses um, that one can do. And so, again, you have to look at who the non-toxic uh, chemical bed manufacturers are. Um, and the same thing with um, couches and cushions. And in addition, although we can't eliminate them 100%, vacuuming frequently can help lift some of those chemicals out of the home. And then especially if you're using a vacuum with um an HEPA filter that even is more beneficial. So those kinds of things can assist in the home. Um, on top of that, um, trying to use uh, natural fibers in clothing versus uh, chemically man-made fibers in clothing can be helpful. Um, and then um, looking at what you're using for your household cleaners and uh, personal care products. You know, we... As an example, um, you can buy products on the market um, that are chemical-free, or you can, can make some. So with the toothpaste, if you get a, an aluminum-free baking soda and you mix it up with some organic, unrefined uh, coconut oil and then flavor it with an essential oil of your choice, like a peppermint or a citrus, you've got a really healthy toothpaste without toxins, without fluoride. Um, and it's the same thing in household cleaners. You can begin to either purchase products that are chemical-free. There are companies out there. You just have to do your research. Or you can begin to make some of those products as well. But these kinds of things can help reduce the exposure. Um, and then in addition to reducing the exposure, we recommend periodically cleansing the inside of the body. And as something as simple as just a juice cleanse 
where you juice three to five times a day with fresh, freshly made dark green juices. And the reason dark greens, dark greens are bitter, so they help with digestion and cleansing. They feed the body. They're very alkalizing, so they're really optimal juices when trying to cleanse. Um, and then, you know, we've got our acronym. It's called NERF. Nutrition is the medicine, so you need to eat right. That bolsters the body. Um, Exercise is the catalyst. You need to exercise and move the body to move things out. Um, So if you sweat, you're going to uh, detox some of those toxins um, out of the body, and you can do it through exercise or an infrared sauna. Also, when you move the body, you move the lymph, and the lymph helps move the toxins out. And then rest, um, so nerf is, uh, nutrition is the medicine, exercise is the catalyst. Um, rest heals. You need to rest to heal. And then faith is the anchor. Um, faith um, underlies everything, and, and that helps solidify um, what you need to do to support the body. You know, we've been gifted these temples, and um, we need to support them in the most optimal way we can and when we do they they work on our behalf absolutely and you know i i i thank you personally because i have actually replaced many other things that i use particularly i make my own toothpaste with the ingredients that you have mentioned as well as my deodorant and many other things and not only is it good for the body it's also good for the budget as well because you can make a lot of toothpaste and and um, deodorant and use baking soda for many things. One thing, you know, I want to touch on, you mentioned uh, juicing three to five days, um, excuse me, three to five times per day. Is that correct? And if so, give us a quick, simple recipe that people can use and start uh, incorporating into their lives. So a juicer is where you're taking the fibers out and you're just, um, so it's not a smoothie. Um, you, you use a juicer, and it, it squeezes out the juice and leaves the fiber behind. And so this is like a mainline infusion of the liquid into the bloodstream, so it's very cleansing. Um, you know, something simple, you know, it, you, you can experiment and you can go online for recipes, but celery, you know, maybe six stalks of celery, a handful of dark green parsley, um, maybe one or two carrots with the green tops still on them. Um, a little bit of apple to to slightly sweeten would be okay, or no apple, and maybe a sliver of ginger, no no bigger than a nickel. But just that alone would be a, a juice that would be healthy. You know, you could also incorporate a beet with the leaves, and the beet's very cleansing to the liver. So it could be a yellow or red beet with the leaves. So um, there's many things out there, but think green. So you can add in things like chard and kale and dandelion greens because those greens are those dark bitters, and those greens are really, really good to use for juices. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, and I hope our audience, our listening audience, actually begin to incorporate juicing into their lives um, to reduce some of the toxicity. And we are coming up to our almost the last few minutes of our segment and I just want to find out if there's anything else that you would like to share, Lisa, that would help people in ridding their toxins or anything that, you know, misnomers or how to take uh, control of their lives and their health. So 
So, I mean, ultimately, it's it's eating right, like we've talked about, um, exercising. You have to move the body, and a lot of people, you can't do one thing without the other. Um, so you need to move the body and, you know, resting and, 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 and staying steeped in faith. And so as you begin to gradually change your diet and eat right, you begin to um, clean it that way as well. And if you want to go into deeper cleansing, you can consider um, talking to a healthcare professional, um, you know, of your choice. You know, there are other cleanses out there, but this isn't a segment here to talk about those. But they may be specific to that person, depending on what they have going on. So you can consult somebody that's trained um, in this to understand that if you have digestive issues, maybe this way to cleanse would be better than, you know, another and or whatever the situation is you're faced with. So you can also consider um, getting assistance from somebody um, that's trained in, in helping you cleanse. But at the very least, the, the juicing is, is very beneficial. And sometimes even, um, you know, doing a, a fast for a couple of days can, can help as well. Right. Okay, well, thank you, Lisa, for that. And I just want to just quickly recap. You know, it's so important. You know, we have to take care of our bodies. Um, you know, first thing is, you know, with our diets, Lisa mentioned juicing and um, possibly fasting for a day. You know, just start doing some of these things. And we have to get moving, exercising. And also what we don't do is rest, rest. We must rest our body. We let the body heal itself and also control our emotions. Things that come against us, our emotions are, are, you know, impacting us, and we have to be hold on to our faith more and reach out and, you know, grasp hold to that because that is our anchor. So I would like to just thank Lisa for coming back to the journey today and uh, just we appreciate your wealth of knowledge and for sharing. And if there's anyone listening that would like information or would like to get in touch with Lisa, please feel free to visit us online at www.lifeskillsenterprise.com and click on the contact us and we'll be sure to get you in contact with Lisa. So Lisa, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your knowledge with our audience. This is Dr. Monica signing off for the final time on the CWR Network. This concludes our obligations to CWR Network, and we have thoroughly enjoyed our six-month journey on this network. We would like to thank our listening audience who have supported us for the past six months. We would also like to thank the many guests who shared their knowledge, their skills, as well as their testimony, beginning with Miss Mona Lisa Stallworth, Mrs. Jacqueline Wallace, Minister Jacqueline Wilson, Dr. Anthony Antonacci, Mr. Anton Lewis, Mrs. Janetta Chambers, Miss Kiana Richard, Pastor Alan Randall Sr., Pastor Geroyd Scott Sr., Pastor Sylvester Wallace Jr., Dr. Pamela Middleton, Mrs. Alicia Jones, Mr. Joseph Lim, and finally, Executive Chef Bill Blackburn. We would also like to thank Donnell Edwards, the CWR founder and producer, for allowing the journey to share their journey. So until next time, may you eat and live healthily after the journey. And again, 
be sure to tune in to www.lifeskillsenterprise.com for our next project. And our next project is called Setback to Comeback. Adios.